Shalom, and I hope all is well. My name is Yitzchak Schiffman. Thanks for tuning into this podcast, and I hope you enjoy the Torah classes in it. Now, on to the episode. As was Hashem, today's Amud in Maseches Brachas is Yud Aleph, Amud Aleph. We're going to have three sections in today's Limud. The first, we'll explain the Machlokas Beishamim Beisila regarding posture and how we explain the Psukim in Kriyishman evening and morning. The second will be a story of Rabbi Yishma and Rabbi Elizabeth and Azariah and uh, the specific need to paskin like Beis Hillel. And then the final section we'll have today, the third section will be a Machlokas if one did follow Beis Shammai, if one is even Yotza the Mitzvah at all, we'll see. So Bez Hashem, let's get started. We're going to go back to the Mishnah on Yudam and Beis. Four lines from the t- bottom of the page. It says the Mishnah. Beshamay says, in the evening, every person lies down and reads Kriyashma. And in the morning, he stands up. Means you're specifically supposed to be in the posture. Shinemar, like the Pasuk says in Voyeshanan, when it talks about Kriyashma, so it says when you lie down and when you get up. So Beshamay interprets very literal. It's telling you the posture. Beshachbecha is when you lie down. Then you need to say Kriyashma lying down, Kriyashma in the evening. And Rufkumecha is telling you the Kriyashma of the morning needs to be stated when you're in an erect posture. No, you read it however you want. It means you can read it sitting, lying, walking. It doesn't make a difference. Because the Pasuk says, It says in the Pasuk, when you go on your way, the implication is however you're going. There's no specificity in regards to posture. Says If so, why does the pasuk then say when you're lying down, when you're getting up? So it says Basil, it's not to tell you the posture you need to be in. Rather, it's telling you the time for Krishma. When people are lying down, that's when you do Krishma of the evening. When people are getting up, that's when you do Krishma of the morning. So Basil will explain both Psukim. We're going to see in the Gemara how Basil will explain both Psukim as well. Says the Mishnah, I was traveling, and I lied down in order to fulfill the Psak of Beis Shammai, that you should lie down when you do Kriyashma, and I placed myself in mortal danger because of the robbers. You were uh, responsible to be actually killed because you didn't do the right thing. Because you transgressed the words of Beis Hillel, Beis Hillel Paskin, you don't have to lie down. So by going out of your way to Paskin like Beis Shammai, you actually would have been liable if you would have put yourself, for putting yourself in such danger. Turn to Yudalaf Muralaf, says the Gemara. So what emerges from the Mishnah is Beis Hillel explains the Psukim. Basil explains, teaches us that you say Kriyashma however you want, in any posture. And is the Zman, the time. But Basil now needs to explain the Psukim. So let's see that inside. Says the Gemara Bishlam, Basil explains their reason, means they explain the Pasuk, teaches us it's any posture. And they also explain the reasoning of Basil, means they also explain the Shivtachab of Eisecha. Teaches us not the posture, but rather the timing is when people are lying down and people are getting up. So Basil's opinion seems to fit nicely in the verse. But why is Beis Shammai disagreeing with Beis Hillel? Why not interpret not like you're saying Beis Shammai in terms of posture specificity, but rather in terms of timing? So Amilcha Beis Shammai say back to you, Amilcha Beis Shammai in Cain, if the pasuk was not referring to posture. So name Akra, the Pasuk should not have said 
Rather, it should have said, name a crow, baboiker uva erev. And we're going to have to explain this momentarily, but it should have said, baboiker uva erev. You say Kriyashma in the morning and the evening. What does it mean when it emphasizes specifically lying down, when you lie down and when you get up? So what it's emphasizing is at the time when you lie down, which means Kriyashma of the evening, is Shchiva Mamish, means you actually have to lie down. You actually have to lie down. Or b'sha'as kima, when it emphasizes v'kumecha, it means with the time people get up, meaning in the morning, kima mamish, it actually refers to uh, standing up. Your posture has to be erect. So using the extra terminology of uv'shach becha uv'kumecha versus just saying in the morning and the evening, it's emphasizing it has to be done in that posture, meaning when lying down and in the position of standing up. Says the Gemara, Now, Basil used the Pasuk to teach us, you could say it however you want, however you're going on your way. How does Beishamai interpret that verse? Says Beishamai, utilizes it for the following teaching of the Brisa. So the Brisa says, now we'll learn Kipshuto because the Gemara is really going to analyze this from different angles. But it says in the Brisa, it says when you sit in your house, it teaches us that if somebody is not, it's only if you're idle sitting in your house, but not your chayv and kriyashma, but not if you're physically involved in a mitzvah. If you're physically involved in a mitzvah, oisek b'mitzvah, patr min mitzvah, and you would not be chayv in kriyashma. When it says, when you're going on your on the way, so that's prat l'chasan. That teaches us that it excludes a chasan. Now, Rashi throws in, but we'll really explain as we continue, a chasan is somebody that's not physically engaged in a mitzvah currently, but rather it's a mitzvah in his mind, or something that he's, as Rashi explains, it's something that his mind is busy with, means he's thinking, as Rashi says, he's thinking, I'm going to consummate tonight the marriage by having relations with my wife, who is a besula. Since he's preoccupied with that thinking, with that contemplation, he's also exempt based on the Pasuk, Vaderech. So there's two drushes here. One is a physical preoccupation in a mitzvah, and the other one is a mental contemplation, Prat l'chasen, that excludes a chasen. And Mikan Omer from here, Chachamim said, if you marry a besula, where the intimacy is something she's not familiar with, so the chassan will be thinking about that more in terms of what he will be doing that night. Potter, he's exempt from Kriyashma currently. However, when it comes to a woman who was already married, was already intimate, the contemplation on behalf of the chassan is not significant, and therefore you would be chayev in Kriyashma that evening. Says the Gemara, my mashma, how do you see from the psukim these two verses, like Beis Shammai just interpreted, that there's an exemption of Isaac the mitzvah. How does that come from the words So says the Gemara, the implication is from the word derech, meaning the way, the way you're going. Just as derech implies when you're going on your way, which is something that you have a voluntary you have a voluntary right to do. You want to go on your way. Rishus, that's something that's voluntary. And the Pasuk is saying, when you're going on your way, you're doing something voluntary, you're chayv in Kriyashma. Afkol Rishus. So it implies that whenever you're doing something that's voluntary, you're chayv in Kriyashma. But it excludes, Isaac ben Mitzvah, you're not going to be chayv in Kriyashma. 
Says the Gemara, but Mila Askinon, but what's your Raya? Because could the Psukim not also be dealing the Ka'azil Advar Mitzvah? Maybe Belech Techavadarach means you're going on your way for some sort of a matter of a mitzvah. Nonetheless, the Torah is telling you, Belech Techavadarach, even though you're going on the way for a mitzvah, still you should be Chayiv in Kriyashma. So how do you know from the Psukim again to exclude Isaac the mitzvah? In Cain, the Gemara answers, and this is really a new answer, it's not from the word derech, but rather, licht of rachmana b'sheves uveleches. It could have said in the Pasuk, when he is sitting and when he is going. Why does it use the chaf at the end? My b'shiftecha uvelechtecha, in your sitting, in your going, says the Gemara, b'sheves didach, it means in your voluntary going. That's when you're chayv in Kriyashma. Uveleches didach, in your voluntary sitting, excuse me. Uveleches didach, and in your voluntary going, hudem chayeves. That's when you're chayv in Kriyashma. Odem mitzvah petiras. However, if it's a non-voluntary going or a non-voluntary sitting, in the context that we're saying a physical mitzvah or a contemplation of something, you, which you're chayv to do, so then you would be potter from Kriyashma. So that's the raya that Pesham is going to utilize to utilize to, to darshan from the psukim to expound based on the brisa that someone that's Isaac and mitzvah is exempt as well as a chasen is exempt. Now it's important to note that according to where we're learning, derech is not actually used for a drasha yet, and we'll see later what Bishama will use that for. Because really, it's coming now from b'shiftecha and uvelechtecha. Says the Gemara, Ihachi, according to what you're saying. So the second verse. Teaches, so the reason you're exempt is because you're contemplating, your mind is preoccupied, you're thinking about the intimacy of the night, how you're going to do it properly. Says the Gemara, if that's true, so then even if you're going to marry an Almana, there still is some level of preoccupation in your mind. So why would you be put chayv in Kriyashma when you marry an Almana and not when you marry a Basula? So the Gemara answers, Regarding a besula, you're contemplating, your mind is preoccupied because she hasn't been intimate yet, so you're thinking how you could do the bia that night. But regarding an almana, you're not contemplating that because she's already, uh, she's a very familiar with intimacy. Says the Gemara, but then the way you're distinguishing is, it seems to be, as long as your mind's preoccupied, you're exempt from Kriyashma. But if that's the excuse, that's why your partner, when it comes to so even if somebody's merchandise was out in the sea in a boat and the boat was sinking, so certainly your mind is preoccupied. This has nothing to do with a mitzvah, obviously. Says the Gemara, you should also be exempt in Kriyashma. But we know that the halacha is you're not exempt in Kriyashma because maybe you'll say maybe you are exempt, but we know that that's not true. What's the raya? When it comes to a mourner. Now we're not talking about the period that's called Aninus which is before burial, but let's say the first day of Avelos. He is chayev in all the mitzvahs that are stated in the Torah. Besides for tefillin. It means he's chayev in everything. There's a special exemption. Let's say the first day the Mepharshim speak out of the Shiva from tefillin. Because tefillin are called something of glory. And in Avel, in his current state, is in a, a level of sadness or desperation. He's not in a position of glory, so he doesn't wear tefillin. How do we know this? Because the Pasuk in Yecheskel tells us, Pe'er Yecheskel was commanded by Hashem, even though his wife had passed away, your, glori- your glorious thing should be bound on you. It was an exception, though. He's saying, you should wear tefillin, but regular people on the first day of Avelis, they're not going to wear tefillin. But says the Gemara, what do you see? In Avel's chayv and all the mitzvahs, l'chayra, in Avel's busy, his mind is contemplating all kinds of things, his mind is preoccupied, yet he's chayv, so too he would be chayv, 
a person whose uh, boat is sinking by sea would also be chayiv in Kriyashma. So how can the distinction then between Besula and Ba'ula simply be Tirda? L'chayra, that's not true. It can't just be Tirda because you see, even though there is some other Tirda, like for example, a person's boat is sinking, he's still chayiv in Kriyashma. So the Gemara answers, no, the, the distinction between Besula and all the other cases is Hasam. Regarding Besula, where he's marrying a virgin girl, Tarid Tirda de Mitzvah. It's true he's preoccupied, but that's not all that's necessary to exempt him. He's busy, and it's specifically a tirda of mitzvah, because that night there's a mitzvah of pru revu that he's fulfilling at the first intimacy when he consummates the marriage. And that uh, preoccupation with that mitzvah, that's what causes this fellow to be exempt from Kriyashma. But hacha, in these other cases where it's an almana, we're saying either he's not tarud in that case, or in regards to tavas bayam, even if he is tarud, it's just a voluntary preoccupation. means that's not something that he's necessarily preoccupied with. He doesn't have to be preoccupied there. He is being preoccupied, but it's not something that it's a mitzvah that he's preoccupied with, and therefore he wouldn't be exempt from Kriyashma based on the verse. As we're saying, it only exempts him when it's a tirdada mitzvah. Now the Gemara says, the Bach takes these words out, but the way we explained it, you can actually fit nicely in the Gemara like this. It emerges from here that according to Beis Shammai, the psukim b'shiftecha b'veisecha v'lechlecha v'aderech excludes someone that's physically involved in a mitzvah as well as contemplating a mitzvah, case of a chassan, from Krishma. But you don't need the word derech anymore. So b'shamay ha'humi bo'ilehu, what would they use the word b'derech to teach us? Prat l'shluchei mitzvah, that even someone that's sent to accomplish a mitzvah, he would also be exempt in Krishma. So it's not only when you're physically involved in a mitzvah, but even if you're sent to accomplish a mitzvah, you're also exempt in Krishma. Now Basil turns back to Beis Shammai. Now Basil used excuse me. He uses that pasuk to teach us any posture that's necessary. You could say Kriyishma in any posture. So Beis Hill says back when it says Really, it could be it teaches you any posture. But Basil Amri, they're going to say as follows: the implication that that the idea. Meaning, granted, teaches you a chasan is exempt. But the point is, by implication, then you'll also know you could say Krishma in any posture. Why milishma mina? It's automatically implied. Meaning, because the psukim would then be saying, when you're going on your way, the implication is that it's only when your mind is free of some tirda de mitzvah, excluding a chasan, that it's, it's, it's a tirda de mitzvah, so you are going to be. Putter. But the implication then is, is if it's a rishus, or you're not necessarily tarred and tirded a mitzvah, you're chayiv. So the implication is, there's no exclusion then, meaning you're chayiv, but you could say it in any way you want. It's also called bederech, meaning as long as you say it in derech, kidarko, in any way that you want, that's also going to be a fulfillment when you're not involved in a tirded a mitzvah. So the implication is, as Rashi's explaining, Rashi explains over here, it's true the drush, the drush that you're saying based Shammai is a chasin's exempt. That's true. But the implication of the Pasuk also in the simple pshat is when you're going on your way, which means when you're chayev, because it's only a rishus, or you're not tarud in such a case, you will be chayev. But there's no specific specificity in terms of the posture. So rather the Pasuk is just saying kedarko also. The simple verse implies kedarko in any way that you want to say kriyashma, you could say it. There doesn't have to specifically be done lying down or standing up. Moving on to the second section of the day. So now the Gemara tells us 
the the psaka beis hillel and a story that relates to that. Tanarabban says the brayso beis hillel imrim oimdim mikayrin like we really emphasized before. You could stand in sekerishma yoshim mikayrin sit in sekerishma matin mikayrin lie down in sekerishma alchem bederch mikayrin. You could go walking and and read kriyishma oisim b'malachtin mikayrin. You could even be involved in work and say kriyishma. There's no specificity in posture. They were both uh, relaxing in a certain place. And the Gemara tells us, Rabbi Yishmael was lying down. And this is right before Kriyashma of the evening. This man showed up. So Rabbi Yishmael was lying down. Rabbi Yishmael was erect. So he was upright. He had an upright posture. Now, when the time of Kriyashma of the evening arrived, Hita Rabbi Elazar, Rabbi Elazar, who had previously been sitting upright, Hita, he, excuse me, he, yeah, he was sitting upright, he lied down, which seemed to follow the position of Beis Shammai. Vizakaf Rabbi Yishmael, and Rabbi Yishmael, who had previously been lying down, he sat up erect. So, Amr Rabbi Elazar ben Azariah, Rabbi Yishmael. Rabbi Elazar ben Azariah, who now was lying down, said to his, his friend Rabbi Yishmael, Yishmael, ach, Yishmael, my brother, I'll tell you a parable to what just occurred is comparable to. It's a parable. If somebody says to another, your beard is, is well-grown, it's robust, you have a beautiful beard. And the person responds after this compliment, It should be opposite the destroyers. It means I want to cut it off. It's like he disregards the support. So to regarding you, says Rabbi Elizabeth Nazariah to Rabbi Yishmoel. Calls Mansh Ani Zakuv before the time of Kriyishma came, where I was sitting up erect. Atamute, you were lying down. Achshav, now I'm supporting you. Kishani Hitasi, I lied down because I saw that's what you were doing. Atazakafta, you sat up. Why did you do that? Means I was complimenting your position by lying down like you were doing before this man showed up. And now you sat up. Why did you do that? Now it seems to be Rabbi Azari was following Beis Shammai, but Rabbi Yishmael responds and explains. Two reasons why he had to do that. Amar la, Yisrael Bishmol said back to Rabbi Azariah, Firstly, I follow Beis Hillel. I don't hold that you lie down during Kriyashma specifically, so that's why I sat up, because you're allowed to sit up. And you who are lying down seem to be following Beis Shammai, which is not Psaq Halacha. And another point, secondly, perhaps the students would see what you're doing by lying down, and they'll think we pass them like Beis Shammai, and then they'll establish that as the Lacha for generations. I wanted to make sure you didn't, they don't make a mistake. So the Gemara wants to clarify that second point. What is the second point to Rabbi Shmuel's Rabbi Elizabeth Nazariah? Because you might say, Rabbi Rabbi meaning Basila doesn't say you can't say Kriyashma lying down. They just hold you don't have to say Kriyashma lying down. So why am I being so obvious about it by specifically changing my posture after you've lied down? So maybe you'll ask me that. So Rabbi Shmuel says back, Hani Mili, the reason is that would only be Dimat of Asameikara if a person was anyways lying down. And this man Kriyishma came. So of course, Basil holds. You could say Kriyishma like that. Aval hacha. But here, in this story, what happened? Kivan, da'adhashta havisa zakuf. You, Rabbi Lezben you were sitting up. Vahashta muta. And now you lie down specifically. So Amri, the, the, the Talmidim would say, Shema minakke beishamai sferaluhu. They would say, clearly, Rabbi Lezben Azar, you're paskening like beishamai. You're going out of your way to follow their opinion. And that's a problem. Because Shema yiru ha-Talmidim v'yikvo alach And they would establish that Allah for future generations like that. So I had to do an action that specifically refuted that to show we don't paskin like beishamai. And therefore, I sat up to show...
we don't follow what you're doing. Final section of the day. So now the Gemara discusses what happens if a person lemaisa followed Beis Shammai. So we have three shitas. Tani Rav Yecheskel. Rav Yecheskel taught, number one, Asa Kedivar Beis Shammai. Let's say he lied down and said Kriyash at night. So Asa, you're Yaitza, it's okay. Kedivar Beis Asa, if you did like Beis you you didn't necessarily lie down. Also, Yaitza, no problem. Rav Yosef was more harsh. Now, Rav Yosef, we're going to see, took a strong stance. Specifically, when it comes to Machleks and Beishamah and Beishillel, since these two parties were so powerful, it almost became like two Tyrus. So, therefore, if we paskin like Beishillel, he took a very strong stance, and the Chachamim even uprooted your capacity to be Yaitzeh if you specifically follow the position of Beishamah. So, Rav Yosef Amar, Asa Kedivar Beishamah, Le'asav Klum. If you specifically follow Beis Shama, you're not Yaitzeh. It's not. And we have a precedent for this idea that the Chachamim uproot your mitzvah when you don't follow the Psak Halacha. Because the Mishnah in Sukkah teaches us. Now, the Halacha is a person in, sitting in a Sukkah has to have Raisha Veruba Vishalchana in the Sukkah. Now, there's a Machlaikis. What happens if a person has his head and his body in the Sukkah and his table is within his house? So, there's Machlaikis if we make a Gezeira because you might follow after your table and therefore leave your Sukkah. So, Misha Yeraisha Veruba Vishalchana. Meaning this isn't talking about the, or this isn't necessarily talking about the smallest shear, the smallest measurement of sukkah. In just general, there's a machlaikis in this mishnah. If your house is outside, if we're worried, you might follow after it. So the Gemara tells us as follows. It's not. The mishnah in sukkah says, if somebody had his head and most of his body in the sukkah, and his table was inside of his house. says this sukkah is invalid. Because we're worried, it's a gezerah, you might follow after your table and not end up sitting in the sukkah altogether. Machshir Mesil said the sukkah is kosher, it's not a problem. There was a story that the elders of Beishamai and Beishillel went to visit the Chacham Rabbi Yochanan ben Achoranis. They found that he had his head in the majority of his body in the sukkah and his table was in his house, outside of the sukkah. They didn't say anything, so you see it's kosher. So this is the key point we're bringing a riot to. Beishamai said back to Beishillel, Misham Raya? You got the story wrong. How are you bringing a Raya from there? Afheim Amrle, the Chachamim said to Rabbi Yechon ben Achoranis, they said to him, Afheim Amrle, Imkena Yisanoi, if this was your custom, like Hayamta Mitzvah Sukkah Miyamecha, you never fulfilled the Mitzvah of Sukkah all of your days. That's the end of the Mishnah there that we're quoting. But the point is, is as Rashi explains here, you see Beis Shammai saying, at least in their Shita, since the Psak Halacha is such a Sukkah's puzzle, so if you didn't follow our opinion, you followed Beis Hillel, the halacha is going to be, you're not even Yaitzeh. They up, Chacham uprooted the mitzvah. So the Gemara says also in the inverse that would be true. Since here we paskin like Beis Hillel and not like Beis Shammai, so says Rav Yosef, the second shita, if somebody dafka is, tries to do like Beis Shammai and they lie down to do Kriyashma, for example, they would not be Yaitzeh the mitzvah, the Chacham uprooted their mitzvah. Now, Rav Nachman bar Yitzchak Amr, the third shita is, he says even stronger, Asa Kedivrei Beis Shammai Chayav Misa. If somebody tries to follow Beis Shammai in terms of the position of Krishma, you're going to be Chayav Misa. The Tanakh, because our Mishnah states, Amr Rabbi Tarfan, I came from, I was traveling. The Yitesi Likras Kedivrei Beis Shammai, I lied down like Beis Shammai to read Krishma Shal Arvis. Visikanti Ba'atzim, now listim. And I put myself in danger because of the robbers. Amr Lai, and the Chacham said back, Kedai Ha'isa. You would have been responsible for your own demise because you transgressed the words of Beis Hillel. So the, the third sheet, um, 
The third sheet, Rav Nachman Yitzchak says, actually, somebody that does like Beis Shammai or Beis Hill in this regard would actually be Chayav Misa. We're stopping here at the Mishnah, the bottom of Yud Aleph Amud Aleph, as Hashem will pick up tomorrow with Yud Aleph Amud Beis and the new Mishnah. In the meantime, everybody have a wonderful day.